0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 24 of Sandy K Nutrition, Health and Lifestyle Queen. And today I am going to break down the biology of belief and how our thoughts can really control our life. And this episode is going to be based on the book, The Biology of Belief, by Dr. Bruce Lipton. I read this book a few years ago, and I will tell you that It has really stuck with me. And I'm going to get into that after a couple of announcements. First off, for those of you who are followers of mine from all over the place, I would love for you to come and follow me on Instagram at Sandy K Nutrition. I talk a lot about health, wellness, holistic health, supplements, nutrition, recipes, all kinds of stuff. So go and follow me there or on Facebook if you're not on uh, Instagram, Sandy K Nutrition. I also have a page there. I would love for you to come there. Now, the other thing I have heard that it's pretty convoluted to send me a rating and a review on Apple. They make it kind of difficult. So. I would really appreciate it if you can try. I know it can be a pain, but if you do do it, send me a message, sandy at sandyknutrition.ca, and let me know that you've done that. I would really, really appreciate it, and I will give you a shout-out for sure on my next episode. So now let's get into the topic for today. I'm not sure how much all of you... Excuse my chair. I have a squeaky chair. So if you hear that once in a while, I do apologize. I do have to move while I'm recording. So The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton really had a profound effect on me. Bruce Lipton is a scientist. Okay, so this is not woo-woo stuff. He's actually a leading stem sem- <sighs> Oh, my God, I can't talk today. He's actually a leading stem cell biologist. Very, very smart man. So this book, The Biology of Belief, is not based on woo-woo stuff like vision boarding and stuff. Mind you, I also do dabble in vision boarding now and again. I actually had a vision boarding party during COVID, outside in my backyard with a couple of my really close girlfriends. And we had a great time. And the funny thing is, one of my girlfriends, a couple of those things came true. So I personally believe that when you have a vision board, your goals, your aspirations are all in front of you regularly. And I believe that when you have a vision board, you do the necessary things you need to do to get to those aspirations. Right? I think that makes sense to me. And so that's why I do feel like vision boarding does work. It's like you are reprogramming your subconscious mind to get to where you would like to be. So That's kind of the premise of this book. Bruce Lipton goes into the fact that the subconscious mind is programmed at a very, very young age. And it is so powerful, really, really powerful in comparison to the conscious mind. And he does not believe that just by solely thinking positive thoughts, it's going to lead to whatever, like cure to cancer or something like that. We need much More than that. So going back to the whole vision boarding thing, you can't just put a whole bunch of stuff on a board and go, okay, I'm going to put this away now and everything that I put on here is going to come true. No, I wish. But yeah, um, I do think that we need to reprogram our subconscious mind because studies on our cell membranes, remember we have trillions of cells in our body, They show that the outer layer of the cell functions as the brain of the cell. Okay, So imagine that. You have cells everywhere and you have the ability to reprogram those cells through your subconscious. I think that's kind of cool. So that's a big, big factor here and big in this book. You can't just... Wish and hope and act positive all day, but deep inside feel like crap and have a really, really negative outlook and think that because you're positive for the most part, everything's going to work out perfectly. This is not what Bruce Lipton says. I'm going to actually read you a quote from Gandhi. Okay, this is a quote Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words, your words become your actions, your actions become your habits, your habits become your values, your values become your destiny. I actually had that on my Instagram last week because I just found that to be so fascinating So back in the early 90s, you know, the law of attraction, it was really, really popular. It was called, I think the book was called The Secret. I think that was early 90s, maybe late 80s even. Anyway, it kind of gave the idea that, you know, if you think positive, it's like magic, poof, everything that you want in your entire life is going to appear, Well, Bruce Lipton kind of breaks it down more on a scientific level and explains that, you know, that isn't the case. And I am going to tell you a little story. I like to tell stories, real life stories. So my aunt, who I was very, very close to, she died, I think she was around 62 when she died. And she died of uterine and colon cancer. They, they were not quite sure which came first. They suspect uterine, but she was basically full of cancer by the time they were about to or started treatment on her. So she had talked to my mom about some symptoms that she had long before, long, long before she was diagnosed with cancer. This woman was likely the most joyful woman you would have ever, ever met, by the way. Just a very sweet, kind, loving woman. So she died very young. And when she told my mom about some of the symptoms that she had, she made very, very light of it. She didn't take it. Seriously. And so my mom, of course, said, you need to see a doctor. You need to get that checked out. That's not right. And she didn't do that. So, you know, she was a very positive person, I would say. But she also would sweep things under the rug. And so... Being positive, this isn't, it's very, very complex because there is a difference between being positive and sweeping things under the rug, saying, I'm not going to think about this. Everything's fine, everything's fine, everything's fine. There's a difference. So acknowledging when things go wrong, I think, is very important. With my aunt, my dear sweet aunt, God bless her. It didn't work out. So you could have called her a positive person, a delightful person, but she died young. And, you know, so this isn't about, this isn't about sweeping things under the rug and saying everything's okay, everything's fine, everything's fine. That's not what this is about. What this is about is in general, reprogramming your subconscious mind. So, and that's not that easy to do. So, you can go to the doctor and let's say you are ill and the doctor says to you, you have six months to live. There are cases of people who have terminal cancer who will go on to live at least six years longer. How do they do that? Do they just sweep it under the rug and just hope for the best? Or do they try and reprogram their their subconscious mind and everything that they have been taught and learned about what a diagnosis of cancer might bring you? How do they do that? There are people, and we all have heard of cases of these. I've actually heard of one very recently where they completely defy what medicine has told them. So now I am going to go into how, 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 how do you reprogram? So Bruce Lipton goes into different modalities to reprogram the subconscious mind. Hypnotherapy is one. Affirmations, body centered therapies, energy psychology. I do know a couple of people who are very good at this actually on Instagram and uh, that I have met through the social media space. And this is all all very possible to do. But I'm not gonna say it's easy. Now, I'm going to read a quote from the book, and then I'm going to go on to another resource. This is a quote from The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. When we change the way we perceive the world, that is when we change our beliefs, we change the blood's neurochemical composition, which initiates a complementary change in the body's cells. So remember I've said about how every single one of our cells has a membrane that acts and functions as the brain of the cells. So really, you got to be able to figure out how to change that. And I explained what Bruce Lipton goes into. He doesn't go into it in detail, but these are the moda- modalities that I talked about a couple of seconds ago. Now, I am going to recommend another book it is by mark wolan and that is spelled l w-o-l-y-n-n i will have these books in the show notes okay it is called it didn't start with you how inherited family trauma shapes who we are and how to end the cycle So I bought this book because I really wanted to learn more about this. Because for those of you who know me, know I grew up with an amazing childhood. But if I was to look back at my parents and their lives and the lives before them, so my grandparents, you know, this is going back many generations, you know, my father, Grew up, came to Canada, an immigrant in, oh my gosh, when was it? The early 60s or 50s, 50s, I think. Oh my gosh, I should know this. Anyway, he grew up, family of nine, very poor, in Croatia, on a farm, barely had enough food to eat, and had, you know, two pairs of shoes amongst nine children. Like, we are talking poor, poor, poor. My mom also grew up in a farm in Croatia. And so I wanted to understand more about that. Because if I listen to some of the stories of my parents' childhood and their parents, there's a lot of trauma there. I don't think anybody on this planet doesn't have this inherited trauma. Within their family bloodlines. Everybody's got it. I mean, we hear stories all the time, though, about a child who grows up in a very poor, poor neighborhood, poor life, poor everything. And they can either grow up the same as their parents or break free and reprogram what their entire life has always been about. Up until then, up until they reprogram it. So I look at my dad. My dad left when he was 18, I think. And he's like, I'm going to change this. I'm not going to live in a poor, poor state. I'm going to make something of myself. And he did. So why is it that some of us do and some of us don't? Is it how our thoughts Are able to be reprogrammed? Is it our subconscious that actually directs the course of our life? So, one last book I do want to talk about is actually called, and let me get my notes here. It is from Carolyn Miss, and I don't think I'm pronouncing her name right. It's M Y S S, and it's called The Anatomy of the Spirit. And it's kind of all about energy healing. So I think she's some sort of a medical intuitive. And she really digs deep in that book on energy healing and how we can heal our lives depending on how we grew up. And really tapping into that subconscious and reprogramming it. So... This podcast, actually, I found very, very, it, I guess it really, really sunk in deep for me because I talk a lot about the snowball effect. You know, when something goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then something else goes wrong and then it just like builds and builds and builds until your entire world is falling apart. I have been there. I had a good three years of that snowball effect. And it was really, really shitty. And often when you're buried in all that snow, you really don't know how to pull yourself out. So I get it. I totally get it. And that could be illness, which is how it started with my family. And my five-year-old child at that time. And then me. And then my husband. And so it was a very, very significant snowball for a good three years until I said, I have to dig deeper and figure out how to get out of this. And I actually seek the help of a holistic psychotherapist who actually has been on my show before, Karen Lynn? I needed to figure out a way how to get out of my own conscious mind and get out of the entire pity party. This is when I changed the way I thought about everything that had happened in my life and almost reframed it. So I was going to have um, an old, old friend actually that I knew from primary school who is going through cancer treatment right now. And, you know, I, I just decided to record this without her because I felt like she needed more time to heal. But I will welcome her if she ever does want to come on here and maybe she'll be listening. But I look at her outlook on everything that she's done so far. I've been following her story and she really has a positive outlook and it's not the positive outlook as in let's sweep everything under the rug and pretend it's not there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about feeling and using and acting in all of the right ways that actually promote healing and positivity in your life. I'll give you an example. I never, when I had cancer and my daughter had cancer, I never really got into that whole wearing a t-shirt that says, you know, fuck cancer. Sorry for the language, but that's what the t-shirts are, or screw cancer, or fight cancer, or any of that because I believe that the energy that you're throwing there is very fierce and very almost confrontational. I also never used my cancer or my daughter's tumor. It's not mine. It's not hers. It's a tumor that she had. It's thyroid cancer that I had. It's not mine and so not only do I not use that language I don't feel it and I'm talking about deep in my core so not even just in my conscious mind but in my subconscious mind I'm like yeah that shit is gone it's not there anymore it was there we dealt with it And we moved on. And so that's my podcast for today. I would love to hear your feedback on it. Send me a message. Sandy at SandyKNutrition.ca. Bye for now. join me next week where I cover off more exciting topics. I hope to continue to engage you and excite you and show you that living in your 40s, 50s and beyond can be exciting, balanced and healthful. Bye for now.